Dan Bongino. They've been tweeting to me, Bongino's a nut, Bongino's a blanker, blanker. The Dan Bongino Show. Everywhere big government gets bigger, corruption grows bigger, and these liberals just keep going on and on and on about how great big government is, and they can't prove to you any examples of how wonderful big government is almost anywhere. Get ready to hear the truth about America. Young kids, you are too stupid to figure out your health insurance needs, so we're going to hammer your cabooses to death until you figure out that the government knows what's best and you're an idiot. On a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Renegade Republican with Dan Bongino. Producer Joe, how are you today? Doing quite well, Daniel, quite well. Folks, I have a lot to cover, and I have a little more of a somber topic I want to start the show with today, but very emotional for me. But before we get into that, today's show brought to you by our buddies at Brickhouse Nutrition. You know I love these guys. They have two of the best nutrition products I've ever tried. You know I love working out. I love nutrition supplements. They're called Foundation, which is a creatine ATP blend, which is like having two extra gas tanks in the gym. Try the product. Take the mirror test. That's all I ask. Look in the mirror. Look in the mirror seven days later after being on foundation. You will see a total difference. The stuff will fuel your workouts in the gym and transform your body like nothing I've seen. It's not a live read, okay? And this, they didn't give me this content. I use the stuff. I love it. It's fantastic. Joe loves it. Joe's son, little Joe, loves it. I get nothing but positive feedback, including another email last night about this product, Foundation. It'll transform the way you look. Take the mirror test. You won't be disappointed. Go pick up a bottle today from Brickhouse Nutrition. Go to BrickhouseNutrition.com slash Dan. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Pick up a bottle of foundation today and make sure you take the mirror test. You will not be disappointed. This stuff is fantastic. Okay, on a, on a bit of a, of a kind of a somber note, yesterday in, in my zeal to get content to you through in the show, so you understand what the goal of the show has always been, folks. The idea Joe and I had about a year ago, because we changed the format of the show. If you go back and listen to the library, you see it was a totally different show two right. years ago. The idea was to give you kind of the drudge report in a podcast, everything you needed to know in 35 minutes on your commute to work and everything you needed to know in terms of how it fits into the larger ideological fight. You know, why does the school board race in L.A. matter like we talked about last week? We talk about that. Very few others. I'm not patting ourselves on the back. There are other good content out there. Don't get me wrong. Yesterday, in my zeal to get across content, at the end of the show, I left out some important details, and it bothered me. My wife said, I really loved your show, and thanks for the listenership, but your story about the Down Syndrome commercial, she said, you know, you never got your point across, and that's really the first time she's ever said that to me, and I was disappointed because that story meant a lot to me, and I, I feel really bad about it, and I got some touching, moving emails from Brandy and Mark and other people out there who sent me emails who have children with Down syndrome. And the point of the story I was trying to make yesterday about the, the commercial uh, that's being pulled in France with children who have Down syndrome, and the gist of the commercial was the idea they're trying to get across is these children are still capable of loving, even though they may not be capable of everything someone without Down syndrome is. These are loving children, and the left is bothered by that. And they want the ad pulled from the air. And I find that disgraceful. And they want it pulled from the air because they say it's the equivalent of violence. I'm not making this up, folks. It's an actual quote, like violence against women who chose to abort children with Down syndrome. Folks, the point I was trying to get across is that's utterly repulsive. Mm-hmm. You're pulling an ad from the air that's trying to save the lives of children with Down syndrome. And the reason I wanted to talk about that story, folks, is... These children, God does not make mistakes. 
This is not a spiritual podcast, folks. It's not a religion show. But life is. Life is a spiritual show. And everything that guides me, I am a sinner. I am a flawed man like every one of you. I have deep personal flaws I pray every day to defeat. But one thing I know is God does not make mistakes ever, ever. I know this. I know it. I know it in a deep and penetrating way. Down syndrome children, according to the left, they treat these, these loving, beautiful, incredible kids as some kind of a mistake. Do you know the disgust I feel when I hear that? Think about it. I've been around many, many people with, with similar uh, you know, physical and, and, and impairments and, and, and obstacles in their lives. These are the most loving, unbelievable kids you've ever seen. Joe, I, I know you've been around a lot of these children yourself yeah. and adults. They, don't you find it a little odd, folks, that they have almost no capacity for evil in them? But we do. God doesn't make mistakes. We do. And the point I was trying to get across is it, it just speaks to the savage brutality of the left of these loving children that have changed countless lives and are here for an absolute reason. A reason you and I may never know that the left cheat, uh, treats them as cheap commodities to be wiped out in the womb. And when we try to save their lives, they treat us as, as we're doing violence to them is frankly disgusting. And I apologize to you, really, and I mean it, for, never, for not getting that point across. That's what I was trying to say, folks. Like, I'm not your preacher, but we are dealing with brutality on the other side of the political aisle. Absolute brutality. The wiping out of lives is if God makes mistakes. God doesn't make mistakes. God never, ever, ever, ever makes mistakes. These are beautiful kids. They're here for a reason. And it's a damn shame that people on the left don't see that and want to wipe them out. It's disgusting. And thank you for the emails for all the parents out there. Take care of these kids. Every day whose lives are enriched by these kids. All right. All right, moving on. Okay. I got a lot to talk about today. Let me get back to this. Uh, so yesterday was a big race in Montana, the congressional race, the oh, Gianforte. Yeah. You know, one last night just uh, proves my point again that the Democrats and, and their, their, their activism is all astroturf, folks. They, you understand they have yet to win an election at the federal level of any significance at all. So last night there was a, an at-large congressional seat up for grabs in Montana. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Montana politics, Montana has one congressional seat in the entire state. The, the way congressional seats are allocated is by population, and for about 700,000 people, per 700,000 people, a state gets a congressional seat. So if you fall between 700,000 and 1.4 million, unless there's a redistricting, you're probably only going to have one seat. You get what I'm saying, Joe? Yep. In other words, they don't round up and give you two if you only let's I think Montana's right. population, what, a million or so? So they don't round up. You have to get to a certain critical mass in a redistricting before they'll give you a second congressional seat. So the way congressional seats work is some states only have one because their population isn't big enough. And that's the case in Montana where there was a special election last night to fill the seat that was abandoned by Ryan Zinke, uh, who took the secretary of the interior job in the Trump administration. So a special election is an election that happens outside of the regular midterm cycle. Now, 
the Democrats, because there's a Democrat governor in Montana, even though Trump won the state by 20 points, seemed to think they had a shot at this seat and ran a Bernie Sanders clone. I kid you not, Montana, (laughs) which is ridiculous, against this guy Gianforte. Now, Gianforte had an unfortunate incident with a reporter. I'm not going to get into that. I I just, you know what? Stuff happens. Gianforte apologized. I think it was the right move. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it happens. The the, the guy, I think, frankly, I think the reporter should apologize, too. I I don't know why, you know, Gianforte did. He manned up. I don't know why the reporter gets a pass, too. I think everyone would acknowledge the situation was poorly handled by both sides. But these reporters seem to think they have some entitlement to jam stuff in your face, you know, to treat you like garbage. Oh, no, I'm a reporter. Right. You know, whatever. I mean, it's 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 really unfortunate the whole thing happened. But the point I'm trying to make is this was a nationally publicized incident, uh, according to allegations and some accounts. And, and keep in mind, I, I disputed I'm yesterday amongst people I was talking to friends the account of the event by by how it's been portrayed. But there's no doubt there was some physical altercation. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. But despite the national publicity on Gianforte, who was the Republican candidate for Congress, I mean, negative publicity, there's no way this reflects, you know, you know, if he could have made it gone away, he would have, I guess is a good way to say it, Joe. Despite all of that, Joe, Gianforte still won in, in a route. He won by six, seven points. We'll see when the final votes are tallied. Yeah. The point I'm trying to make here, folks, is that Democrats can't win elections anymore. All of this, the rallies and the AstroTurf and the, the protests and the, what was it? The Angry Woman March or whatever what happened <laughs> the day after D.C., the Million Woman. I don't even know what it was called. No, the Woolly Mammoth March. So, yes. I, you know, who knows? I, I mean, I, I have no idea what the label for this thing was anymore. Who knows? <laughs> all I know is that all of this stuff is AstroTurf. Yep. And I mean AstroTurf because you're not actually winning elections, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we had this thing in the Tea Party Revolution where we showed up, but we did another thing. We actually voted and we took back the House. We took back the Senate. And eventually we took back the presidency. Hmm. Also wiped out governors across the country, Democratic governors. We won. Now, okay, great. So why are you talking about a congressional race in Montana? Because the why matters, folks. Again, how does this relate to the bigger issues and trends going on? Folks, here's the problem nationally with the Democrat Party. They lost the Louisiana Senate runoff after the Trump election to the Republican. They lost the the uh, the race so far in Georgia, although the, the, they didn't get the 50 percent. They didn't technically lose. There's still a race coming up for that Georgia race. But they have yet to seal the deal. Now they lost Montana on one federal race. You would think with all this anger, Joe, they'd be cleaning up like the Tea Party did. Yeah, you'd think. But not only are they not cleaning up, they're actually losing. Again, so like you have to say to yourself, like, well, what's all this anger coming from, folks? It is an astroturfed, paid for. Now, I'm not saying we should ignore it. There's unquestionably genuine anger at Trump by some Democrats, but what I'm trying to tell you is a large majority of this is fake. It's phony. It's not real. You're seeing it now. What's going on with Hannity? And I'll get to that in a second. But you're seeing it in this race in Montana again. The guy gets in a physical altercation with a reporter that's reported all over the country, Joe, mm-hmm. and he still wins by six, seven points. <laughs> and, and, and there was an interesting piece I saw this morning, and forgive me, I think it was on National Review, but I don't remember exactly. No, no, Washington Examiner. And the guy says in the piece, don't the Democrats find it odd that the, that the Republicans out there would rather vote for Satan rather than a Democrat? <laughs> like, Really? Like, there's almost nothing you can do. And I'm not comparing G4. I'm just, I'm just no. quoting the article. But 
there's almost nothing you can do right now to get people, Republicans, to vote Democrat, but you can get Democrats to vote Republican, as Trump saw in Pennsylvania, in Michigan, and Wisconsin, Joe, which we called, by the way, if you go listen to the show, because I knew a lot of Democrats who were voting for Trump. So here's the problem. Let me sum it up for you. You know, post-New Deal, right, the FDR presidency, the Republicans didn't have the House for decades, the House of Representatives, right? Mm-hmm. The Repu- and Larry Sabato has done a great job summing this up. And Rush has spoken about it, too. I don't want to take credit for these ideas. I, this is not my student of history approach. This is just me studying others. Sabato says in the piece, Joe, and it's fascinating, he says the Republicans were out of power in the House of Representatives for so long, for decades, that they learned to be a subservient party. In other words, Joe, all they asked for was not to advance Republican initiatives anymore, mm-hmm. but just to get a seat at the table. You get what I'm saying, Joe? They had oh, no control sure. of committees. They couldn't do anything, folks. They were conditioned. Anything. Yeah. Exactly. Like Pavlovian dogs. They were conditioned to just be subservient and to just basically do whatever you have to do to get a seat at the table, but do nothing to advance actual conservative initiatives. Okay? Mm-hmm. When that changed and the Republicans took back the House and the presidency in the Reagan years, they never got that mindset out. They never learned how to do what the Democrats did and be the actual governing party in power and advancing conservative initiatives. I'm bringing all of this up, not because I'm trying to do some kind of a, you know, a quick history lesson, but because that's the problem with the Democrats right now in reverse. They still <laughs> think they're in power. They still think they folks listen to me and listen clearly. Please. They control nothing. They don't control the majority of governorships. They don't control the legislative seats at the state level. They don't control state chambers. They don't control the Supreme Court. They don't control the presidency. They don't control the House of Representatives. They don't control the Senate. We do. But they have been so used to from eight years of Barack Obama and years of controlling the House of Representatives and the Senate in advancing their far-left agenda that they are not used to being out of power and being relegated to a minority party. So they're still acting like they're in charge. So what does this mean to, for last night, for last night's Montana election, for the Hannity thing? Instead of taking a step back, figuring out what went wrong with their far-left radical agenda and trying to move towards more reasonability, like maybe we should move away from men in the women's bathroom stuff in North Carolina And maybe we should start getting back to things like that really matter, like coal miners in West Virginia and job growth, Joe. Mm -hmm. They've retreated back to even more identity politics, falling in love with Black Lives Matter, attacking cops, attacking Republicans, attacking wealth. They've gotten more radical and they've holed up thinking they're still in charge and they're going to advance that agenda that has already failed. It is going to take them a long time to learn to get back in the sandbox again. And that's what happened last night in Montana. They ran a Bernie Sanders acolyte, tried the same stuff. Oh, rich people suck. (laughs) Get rid of them, brother. They're the worst. They put a cowboy hat on them to make them seem like a populist, which was a joke. And they lost, just like they lost in Louisiana. And although Georgia's tough, they're probably going to lose in Georgia, too. I think they're showing withdrawal systems when you withdraw from the drug of power, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Joe, you are absolutely right. It's a good way to describe. And they're getting like the 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 shakes right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, there you go. And, and they're re, re, they're re, retreating back into these silos. Mm-hmm. 
Now, you may say, well, you know, why are you asking to moderate? Like Republicans, you know, Republicans, you're always suggesting Republicans stick with conservative ideas because they work. That's the point. Like when Republicans stick to conservative ideas, conservative ideas actually work. Tax cuts actually work. Personal health care rather than government health care actually works. School choice actually works. That's why when Republicans retreat, as they did in the Reagan years, well, Reagan did at least, and stuck to a conservative agenda, we win and the whole economy won. He was reelected in a landslide. But when Democrats retreat back to, to uh, far left ideas, men in the women's bathroom, the war on cops, you know, this, this, this class warfare struggle, identity politics, they keep getting wiped out. The bottom line is, and I had to underline this because after yesterday's mistake, not getting to the point, I wanted to get to the point on this. The Democrats is currently constituted, this retrenching and acting like you're still the party in power, advancing radical liberal ideas when you're not, and you have no ability to control that agenda at all, will never, ever get them to 51%. Not in the scale they need to take back the House and Senate. It's not going to happen. It's like Fetch, for those of you who've watched the movie Mean Girls, which I love, little known secret. (laughs) Fetch is not going to happen, Gretchen. Fetch is not going to happen. Either is the far-left Democrat agenda. We are a center-right country. It's not going to happen. Now, I'm not here to give advice to the Democrats, but if they were to embrace a more mainstream JFK-type ideology, they would probably win back a a, a, mm, ton of seats. But they're not going to do it. They cannot get to 51%. Redistricting. The way redistricting's happened because Republican governors are in control and the far left siloing of the Democrat Party thinking they're still in power, they will never get to 51%. They will be the minority party for, as, for the foreseeable future. I'm telling you, folks, it's going to now they may win national elections for the presidency based on the power of California, based on the power of New York, based on the swing state status of Florida. They may win some of those. I mean, Obama won twice, but they're going to be wiped out at the local and federal level when it comes to House seats and the local level with governorships for the foreseeable future because they can't, they cannot moderate. They cannot, they are obsessed with the idea of men in the women's room and identity politics, and they won't win. Now, to follow up, I had to put arrows today just to be sure we followed this in a logical sequence. <laughs> so my first point is that they can't win. And do you think I'd be summed that up nice enough? They can't because they can't get the 51%. Yeah, you can't get the right. 51% with men in the women's room. You can't. It's not going to happen. But liberals who are obsessed with the idea of power, and frankly, some of them the tyrannical use of power, liberals, as I said in the show last week, Joe, will always, always resort to the least democratic means to retain power when they lose via democratic <laughs> means. So when the liberals lose elections like they're doing now, they're not like Republicans who go and, and the Tea Party actually, Joe, try to win elections. That's what the Tea Party <laughs> did. That's not what liberals are interested in. Liberals are interested now in moving down the scale of freedom. And at the bottom of that scale, at the bottom of that freedom totem pole is tyranny. And the left will go down farther and farther and farther. They can't win elections. They'll do something else. So what are they doing now? Mob violence. We've seen it. You saw it in the Middlebury College story yesterday. Those students that assaulted conservative speaker or libertarian speaker, I should say, Charles Murray, they got sanctioned. They didn't even get suspended from school. Mm. They actually put a, a female professor at the college in the hospital and they were sanctioned. That's it. So they will resort to mob violence, which we've seen repeated. No, don't deny it, Libs. You're just a violent mob. Stop. Just stop denying. Don't waste my time on the show. OK, I, I don't need to send you thousands of videos of liberals beating the crap out of conservatives. OK, we, we, don't, we don't need to waste time. on it. But. 
in relationship to current events, what's going on in today's environment, not only they resort to violence when they can't win elections, which they can't, they will resort to boycotts. Folks, contrary to what you're seeing on Twitter, by even some Republican, quote, strategy, I'm not going to name names because the guy's a joke and I don't even want to give him the publicity. He's like, this is capitalism at work. Hmm. And what I'm talking about here is uh, USAA, which is a company I have, and Joe knows what happened to me yesterday. I was on yep. fire yesterday. I was on the phone with him for a good half an hour talking about this stuff. USAA, Cars.com, and Peloton, that bike company, chose to pull ads from Hannity yesterday under pressure from the left-wing kook group, Media Matters for America, which is just a bunch of nutbags. It really is just a bunch of nutbags. These companies are insane. So when you And this is not capitalism, folks. Capitalism is free markets. Free markets in no way, shape, or form is capitalism pressuring people because they don't like a political stance of Sean Hannity on his show, pressuring people to scrap a successful business model, Joe. In other words, advertising on Hannity to get to Hannity's customers, scrapping it because you don't like their politics. That's not capitalism, okay? That's liberal tyranny and liberal fascism. Don't ever mistake the two. So any Republican strategist who puts that on Twitter, you're just humiliating yourself and showing your own ignorance, okay? That is not capitalism. Folks, I was never for boycotts, but, you know, I agree with Ben Shapiro, who was uh, subbing for Mark yesterday, Levin. And Ben said, you know, I hate, I hate boycotts too, folks. I don't, I, I, I think they're dumb. But what other way do you suggest we fight back? So, again, in a nutshell, USAA, who I have been a loyal, loyal customer of since 1999 when I first joined the Secret Service. Let me tell you what I have with USA. My entire bank accounts, which granted may not be substantial by rich person terms, but are pretty good for a middle class dude. I save a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I have my auto loan with USAA. I've had my auto insurance with USAA since 1999. USAA makes a whole lot of money with me. And I'm not going to mention who because I don't want to they didn't give me permission, but a very close family relative yesterday who I called, I said, you need to pull your money out of USAA today. They pulled their ads off Hannity because, uh, because of pressure from the left wing, from the Media Matters kooks. A family relative yesterday pulled $180,000, I'm not making this up, out of a bank account yesterday, walked into Chase, and in Chase Bank were two other people in the bank moving their money from USAA to Chase Bank. Wow. And- yeah, I'm not kidding, Joe. And last night I was at a gymnastics thing with my daughter, her banquet, and I was doing a Facebook Live for Conservative Review recommending people boycott USAA. And I kid you not, two people walking dogs. I don't know if you can hear it on the tape or on the Facebook Live or what. Two people walking their dogs together walked by me and were talking about how they were leaving USAA that night. Let me just tell you something, lefties. You, it's a family-friendly show here, you mess with us, we are going to punish you. And I'm telling you, USA, getting into bed with the clown fools from Media Matters is the quickest way to bankruptcy ever. You are going to pay heavy for this. You don't have to agree with Sean Hannity. But let me tell you something. This is a company, USA, that caters, by the way, to military and law enforcement. I know Sean Hannity personally. I'm not name dropping. I don't care. I'm not. I don't do that. If you know my show, you know, I'm not saying this for a reason. I know this man personally. He's not my best friend, but I know Sean very well. I would consider him a friend. Sean, you would never, Joe, you know this, right? You yeah. know this better than anyone. 
This show would never be on the air right now if it weren't for Sean Hannity. Hmm. Ever. Sean did things for me. It's beyond the scope of this. I don't want to waste a lot of time. And if Sean did things for me, nobody was willing to do at the time. I should say Sean and Mark, because Mark did that. Mark, they're friends. But because this is about a boycott on Hannity. And Sean went out there. When veterans need help, you have no idea how much time and money this guy gives to veteran causes. And USAA, you filth bags who I've given tens of thousands of dollars to. You disgust me on this. You disgust me. I will. You better change this damn strategy tonight. You better buy up every freaking ad on that Hannity show from now until the end of the year, or you are finished. My Facebook Live last night got 154,000 views on my page and another 60,000 on conservative review. I will not stop until your ass is out of business. You piece of garbage. I have given you all of my hard-earned income, that everything I've had that I put in my banking, you control it, and you screw us over like this? And then you're proud of it? Go to my Twitter feed. I've retweeted a tweet from USAA. We canceled our ads on Hannity. Thank you with an exclamation point. You are done. We are tired. Frankly, Joe, we're not tired. We're tired of being tired of being tired. Right. These left-wing Media Matters kooks have messed with us for too long. You want to play the game, USAA, Cars.com, Peloton? We can play the game, too. Folks, I'm begging you. I don't do calls to action on this show. I don't even sell my own books on the damn show. Drives my wife crazy. Matter of fact, it drives her even crazy because you don't even mention your website on the show. (laughs) I'm asking you to do something for me to pay back a favor that Sean Hannity did for me a long time ago when he took a chance on me when nobody did. I'm not going to tell you what he did, but I'm telling you it was selfless. And he does it for vets and wounded warriors all the time. I'm begging you to tweet at USAA, to Facebook USAA, to call USAA, their customer services at USAA.com, if you have accounts to cancel. This stops today. It stops today. I'm sorry for the people that work there. I really am. And I'm sorry this has to be done. But we have to take a stand now or this will never stop. Bankrupt these people. Bankrupt them. And I would never say that. That has a very, very serious thing to ask. But something's got to stop. You want to, you want to, and by the way, folks, don't, when you call them, be not, I, I know I don't need to say this, but be nice, you know, because then they'll, they'll accuse me of like, you know, and you know how liberals are. They'll mm-hmm. try to make an argument and they will respond with this. They have a pre-prepared statement. How do I know this? Because I was on the phone with them when Joe called me yesterday. Mm-hmm. They're going to read to you a pre-prepared statement that it was a mistake that they advertised on Hannity, that they really didn't pull the ads, that they never do opinion shows. No, 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 no. Go to my Twitter feed yesterday and you will see an article by Newsbusters. The article by Newsbusters, will put, you can click on a video of USAA advertising on MSNBC's opinion show, Hardball with Chris Matthews. It's crap. They are lying. They are liars, and they are trying to cover their asses. We take a stand, folks. I'm asking you to take time out of your day and to please do something. Talk is cheap, man. We have to do, and I am 
painfully sorry that this has to be done. But this company needs to suffer badly. They need massive cancellations as a warning to anyone out there who has the idea that following Media Matters off a cliff is a good idea. Remember what I said to you a while ago, Joe? Mm-hmm. And I said this to you on the phone yesterday. Nobody has a problem with Verizon using Jamie Foxx to advertise for them, mm. who, by the way, joined with Quentin Tarantino in an anti-cop outrageous statement that they made. Nobody, no conservative boycotted that. Mm-hmm. But Sean Hannity has an idea about a, a, a very serious murder investigation. Media Matters chimes in with 20 kooks sitting there drinking hot chocolate in their fuzzy pajamas. And all of a sudden, they start canceling on conservative shows trying to bankrupt us. No, no, we win. We bankrupt you. You get not a dime of my money. Today, it starts. I'll tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to the gym after this to burn off some steam. And I'm coming back. And auto insurance goes first. Banking is going to be tough for us, but that's maybe on Monday because we can't do it tomorrow. Then the auto loan is next. It's over. Stops today. All right, on a lighter note, but this is actually an intentional segue for once with, in regards to an ad. Folks, this is why, you know, I ask you, I know this is self-serving, and I completely understand that. I'm not trying in any way to be objective about it. But this is why at CRTV, we use a subscription model, which I'll be honest with you, when we first started, mm. I was a little suspect of. And now I'm starting to see the genius of it. You pay about eight bucks a month, that's it, to get conservative content, that's not subjected to any stupidity like that of, uh, of, uh, of USAA and Peloton and Cars.com. We don't have to worry about this crap. Sponsors of this podcast love it. As a matter of fact, they're hoping you boycott them. It'd be like the greatest thing ever. You know, liberal boycotts. Shot Ivanka to number one on Amazon, right? Yeah. Please, I'm asking you as a friend to go to CRTV. My show is we're ready to rock and roll. It's coming very soon. I promise you we're making substantial progress. Had a really long meeting yesterday. The Dan Bongino show's coming. The Levin show's there. Crowder show's there. Day show is there. Malkin show is there. Morning Grinders there. We got a ton of content not subjected to any of this advertiser media matters nonsense. Please go and subscribe today. Use promo code Bongino. B-O-N-G-I-N-O. Take a stand. Again, I understand this is, I completely understand that this is in somewhat, some way self-sorry. I can't escape that. I work here. But this is why we didn't do that and didn't try to do mass distribution on cable because we wanted to give you conservative content free of this lefty insanity. Go to CRTV.com, put in promo code Bongino, and for like the cost of a turkey sandwich, you can escape this sphere of stupidity from the left. All right, I had a couple more uh, things I wanted to talk about. Let's see, what should I get to? All right, let's do it just quickly on the CBO scam thing because I addressed it yesterday with Obamacare. Folks, it's, it's really important that you understand. Yesterday I hit on the CBO analysis of the the Republican Obamacare replacement Mm -hmm. that the leftist talking point you need to debunk is they're going to say, well, 24 million are going to lose insurance according to the CBO score. Um, Number one, the CBO is totally unreliable. Their own estimates have been completely off. I did a show on that last week. You can listen to uh, about how the CBO misses by a landslide just about every time. But secondly, 24 million aren't losing anything. The report said they will choose not to have insurance because Obamacare sucks so bad and is so expensive. That's a far different argument. It's an argument actually for us, not for the Democrats. But there was another thing in there yesterday that came out today. It was an interesting Wall Street Journal piece I read. But an interesting snippet in that report that, again, Joe, speaks to the utter psychopathy of the left and how they just lie to you. 
this in the CBO report, which by the way is dominated by far left thinking. I don't know who wrote this thing, like Bernie Sanders or or Dennis Kucinich. I mean, I don't know who wrote this CBO report, but it's kind of comical that at one point they talk about people who will have insurance, but they're counting them. I'm not making this up. People who will have insurance if Trump care were to pay. I'm not making an argument for or against Trump care. I'm just trying to make an argument how the left will massage a talking point that's not factually accurate. In the CBO report, it says that people who will have insurance under Trump care, they're just going to count them as uninsured, Joe, because the insurance isn't good enough. So I'm reading a little bit further in this, in this analysis, and I'm like, uh, what? Come again? So in a show about a year ago, I talked about this, these plans called mini-med plans. Mm-hmm, I don't know if mm-hmm. you remember this, but these mini-med plans are this. Mini-med plans are like if you work in, say, fast food, right, or a, and a job that requires really, not requires, but has a lot of high, toner, high turnover, mm-hmm. and it requires the, the, the owner of the place to manage that. Kids come in for the summer and they leave. And, they, you know, the turnover's high. It's not IBM. People don't stay there for a really long time. So in an effort to give those people insurance, what a lot of fast food chains did is they offered what are called mini-med plans. These mini-med plans are catastrophic insurance plans that have extremely low deductibles per month. So let's say, I mean, excuse me, low premiums and very high deductibles. So let's say the premium per month was like $175 or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And it only covers like if you were to come down with like a catastrophic disease, God forbid, cancer, you know, HIV, whatever it may be, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't cover routine visits. It's not going to cover, you know, eyeglasses and things like that. And the deductibles are quite high. But if, God forbid, you were to come down with cancer and you work in fast food, you would have been okay. The fascinating thing about the CBO report, again, to show you the government chicanery that goes on, is that they classify the mini-med reports as the problem. And they say, well, that they are not, we're not counting them as insurance because I'm quoting here, Joe, mm. they have a... They, they don't cover high cost medical events. You're, so the, the Wall Street Journal piece is like, wait, what do you mean? Like high cost medical events are precisely what they cover. Right. Like cancer or HIV or, 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 or some catastrophic car accident where you need emergency surgery. This is how they, and, and the, now the, the way that you may say, well, that doesn't make sense. Of course, those are high cost medical events. The CBO never mentions catastrophic medical events. You see how they massage it? Oh, yeah. In other words, they're saying, oh, no, no, no. Those may cover catastrophic, but not high cost. They're the same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. If you get in a car accident, that's both a high cost medical event and a catastrophic medical event. The CBO is saying, no, no, those mini med plans. Now, this is, let me tie this into the beginning. People who have those plans, which, by the way, were canceled under Obama, mini med plans, because they have high turnover and at high administrative costs, mm-hmm. you had to spend 80% of your money on health insurance and 20% on administrative costs under Obamacare, which is ridiculous. Because the mini-med plans had high administrative costs. Why, Joe? Because they were constantly canceling people and signing up new people because there's high turnover in McDonald's. Right. Obama canceled those plans, the mini-med plans. Under Trump care, they'd be reinstated. People would actually have health insurance again, even though, it's again, it's not great. I acknowledge that. But we'll secure them against bankruptcy from a catastrophic event. And the CBO is saying, no, no, no. Because it insures you against catastrophic events, it doesn't insure you against, quote, high-cost medical events. So that's not insurance. So we're not going to count you as uninsured. What? Uh, uh, what? Come again? <laughs> Obama. So, so just to be clear, let's walk through this. Obamacare cancels insurance 
for people in fast food who had their mini med plans canceled because Obamacare made them illegal. Trump care reinstitutes insurance for people whose insurance was canceled under Obamacare. Yet the CBO says, even though those people will now have insurance who didn't under Obamacare, we're going to classify them as uninsured because they don't insure against all the high cost medical events, only catastrophic events. Holy Moses, folks. You wonder why I wake up every morning and love doing this show. I do. I love it. I could wrap myself in hysteria every day because <laughs> dealing with the left, it's like I need an Adderall just to keep focused because the stupidity comes at you like a Gatling gun. You need like Captain America's vibranium ideological shield to shield yourself from liberal stupidity. It's just incredible the <laughs> stuff they get away with. Every single... And Joe, nobody will talk. I guarantee you, you will hear that. Nowhere, buddy. It was now to be fair, it was a journal report. The journal did a great job, and I'll put it in the show notes today. But you won't hear that anywhere else today in the mainstream media. Mm. Obamacare cancels plans, Trump reinstates them. CBO says now we're gonna classify them as uninsured, even though Obamacare uninsured them. That makes perfect sense mm. in, in the liberal bizarro world universe. <laughs> oh boy. All right, folks. Thanks again for a great, great a, a record week of listenership. We just knocked it out of the park this week. Thanks to you. Appreciate it. I'll see you all on Monday. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.